Hello and welcome to our 2023 Salt and Light Hour Christmas special. I'm Deacon Pedro. It's not quite Christmas yet, but Merry Christmas. I spend the whole Advent season telling people to say Merry Christmas. So Merry Christmas. I hope that your Advent, although short, has been fruitful and that this pre-Christmas weekend so far is full of many blessings. Today, as we do every year, we're joined by our contributors. Jillian learns a lesson that will last the whole year. Sister Marie Paul looks at feel-good Christmas movies. Yes, she has a good suggestion for how we can watch them and find the windows to the soul in them. And Mark shares some insights about the incarnation that is all coming up. And, as we always do, we're playing some Christmas music. This year, we are reconnecting with Sarah Kroger. Sarah needs no introduction. She's one of the most popular Catholic singer-songwriters and worship leaders in the English-speaking world. And this year, she has released a new Christmas project, an EP with four songs that we are going to be able to play, all of them, yes, in today's show. If Christmas preparations prevent you from listening to the whole program right now, remember go to our website, slmedia.org slash podcast. That's where you can listen to all our programs whenever you want. You can also subscribe to the Salt and Light Hour Catholic Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Okay? So, let's start with a song. Here's a classic Christmas favorite. Here's Sarah Kroger with Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas from her new EP, Light Has Come. Have yourself a merry little Christmas Let your heart be Sarah Kroger with Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas from her new Christmas EP, Light Has Come. 
And we're going to be speaking with Sarah Kroger at the end of the program, so I hope that you can stick around for that. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this is a special Christmas edition of the Salt and Light Hour. You can learn more about Salt and Light Media at slmedia.org. And now it's time for... What I Learned from My Kids with Jillian Cantor. Always getting ready for Christmas. <laughs> Always. Yes, it is. Actually, they start making their lists very early. We are just, it's a perpetual state of Christmas readiness over here. How are Christ- you? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas, Merry almost Christmas. Um, I, Which is silly because we do this every year. Merry <laughs> almost Christmas. Merry Eve of Christmas Eve. Um. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's it's been a, a, a an up and down Advent, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been Adventy in a in an Advent kind of way, but also in an unusual kind of way. So I'm still uh, I'm still I'm still working through that, but uh, always excited uh, for Christmas. It's always a, a lovely season. I love uh, liturgies and all of that. So, and the Lord holds your heart, Deacon Pedro. So I know uh, he yes. will um, carry you through the season. In a beautiful way, I'm sure you'll you'll feel the feelings, but learn the learnings as yes, well. yes, learn the learnings, which is why you're here. Here I am. Here's the lesson. Uh, well, okay, yeah, I'll start with the lesson. I'll tell you what it is. It's hang all the ornaments, every single one of them. Um, okay, my mother would have liked this lesson. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm curious to know about your Christmas tree. Uh, is it themed? Is it artistic? Artistic? Is it just haphazard? What does your tree look like? Um, it's not artistic. It's but it's not completely have half haphazard either. Um, we do have sort of some ornaments that to give it a sense of of unity. Yes. Um, and then there's the random kind of uh, ornaments that you've acquired from here. There are kids made or something, and and so they they add a little bit of character to the tree. Yes. Um, and then white lights. Oh, pretty. Yes, white lights. Yes. Well, uh, the theme of our tree this year and every year is decorated by kids. There's, It is not a magazine-worthy tree at all. There's no okay. theme. It's not slick-looking. No magazine is coming for a photo shoot at our house okay. to take a look at our tree. Uh, it's like just arts and crafts threw up all over our yes tree. yes and well, i like to think that it's oh it's because the kids decorated the tree that it looks like that but i really de- deep down in my heart know that once all of our kids have grown and gone it's still going to look like that because it's just not my skill set i'm not a tree decorator it's just that's it is what it is kind of messy um but every year in the kids stockings they receive a special ornament that kind of santa and i work together we collaborate on this one um, it represents, you know, one of their interests, something that you know, they were involved in, participated in, anything that represents them, kind of their interests throughout the year, mm-hmm. but also limited to what's available at, through Hallmark decorations. Yeah. So, <laughs> so sometimes it's a bit of a stretch, but still, it's it's picked out very intentionally for that particular child for that particular year, um, and so they get excited about opening up their, they each have their own box that has their ornaments, which contains the ones that they've been given, but also some of the ones that they've arts and crafted over the years at school or at home. So they get excited, they get their box, and then they just go at it and just start hanging up all their ornaments. Sometimes, well, Henry in particular likes to create a scene with his ornaments. So he's got Superman battling Darth Vader, R2-D2 is in there. It's a lot of storyline that none of us 
follow, but he knows. So as we're doing this, one child who I'll try to keep anonymous starts hounding on the other children. Why are you putting that up? Don't put that up. That's stupid. That's tacky. That's ugly. Don't put that up. Right. I'm like, what way? This is what our tree looks like every year. When all of a sudden did we start wanting to coordinate the tree and calling it tacky? What? Yeah. So I happened to peek inside that child's decoration box to see that he or she, again, not an anonymity, uh, had only hung like one decoration. And the rest remained in that box labeled as tacky. I'm not going to put those ones up because mm-hmm. it's too much. And so I admit to having my feelings hurt a little bit because these were ornaments that I had selected for this child. I felt like they had meaning and purpose. It was intentional. And now they were just being mm-hmm. tossed aside, dismissed as being worthless and tacky. So I did have a little conversation after the tree decorating was over just to say like, you know, those ornaments are special to you and to me. And it kind of hurt my feelings that you didn't put them up secretly. I hung them all up in the back of the tree. So they are still there, (laughs) but it was me who did the hang. So yeah, so I did kind of wallow in that sadness a little bit. Like there wasn't that same level of excitement and participation as there once had been. And I was just feeling a bit sad that, you know, these, these gifts were not being received as I had intended them to be. Mm-hmm. And then I took it to prayer. I'm like, Lord, my feelings are hurt. Please help me <laughs> in kind of a little sad right. child way. This, my feelings are hurt. And I realized um, through his voice, through his helping me, like how many times have I received an ornament carefully selected, very intentional. I've received this ornament from the Lord. And I've said, um, no, I don't really think so. Well, it's a little tacky. It's not for me. So whether those ornaments that I'm speaking of came in the form of opportunities, experiences, new adventures, challenges, whatever it was that the Lord was calling me to do, asking me to do. And I was, and it comes as a gift. Like this is him working with me. This is him loving me. This is him offering me something and me looking at it and, and refusing it just as, my child had refused the ornaments and had labeled them tacky. So my refusing the gifts of the Lord and saying, this is not for me. This is not what I want to do. So it changes the perspective a little bit, um, not necessarily for the tree, but for myself. Like, what is it that God is offering me that I'm saying no to? What is it that God wants of me that I'm afraid of? What is it that God is handing me so carefully selected, so beautifully wrapped as his idea of me, just as I've done that with those ornaments that I've selected for my children, carefully considered who they are, what would be special to them, what represents them and given them to them as a gift. So is the Lord handing me these opportunities and these experiences and these challenges carefully selected for me with intentionality, so beautiful in the giving. And I've turned my back to them and called them whatever tacky or too hard or not for me, or I'm just afraid. So my, my idea for myself in this new year, as we, you know, approach the Christmas celebrations and even as we all could take on new year's resolutions, it's to hang all the ornaments, to accept them, to look at them and appreciate them for how beautiful and intentional and personal that they are and to adorn my tree of life (laughs) with Mm -hmm. these beautiful ornaments that the Lord has selected for me. So 
I encourage others to do the same thing. Go through your ornament box. <laughs> this is all metaphor, but anyway, <laughs> just it, hang it, your ornaments. It, it is metaphorical, but I mean, I, and I d don't really have a response because you've made me, I mean, it, it, this requires a, a deep reflection here as yeah. to <laughs> these ornaments that have been given to us. We, I don't think we, we think of blessings that we receive in that sense of, of, of ornaments that can be displayed displayed and they what is the purpose of an ornament it's to enhance something adorn something it makes the tree beautiful yeah um, and so are these gifts from the lord they are to enhance our lives and to make ourselves as a whole more beautiful and so so let's take them on um as unappealing as they might seem in the in the first re receiving of them right but they're from the lord so therefore they are good so yeah yeah unappealing or uncomfortable yeah <laughs> when it comes from the Lord. Okay. Wow. Deep, profound uh, Christmas lesson from Jillian <laughs> Cantor this year and a good, uh, a good kind of new year's resolution too. Mm -hmm. oh. As we, as we look into 2024, hang up all the ornaments. All right. I'll have to take that to prayer too. Thank you. Um, thank you. Well, you're welcome. And thank, thank you, you for this time with you. And I hope yes. that you have wonderful holiday with your family you too and just enjoy all the ornaments on your tree all the ornaments and uh, thank you to that unnamed canter child <laughs> i think we can all guess but we won't no no we won't we won't hang up all the ornaments good lesson for this christmas uh from jillian canter and her children thank you jillian and have a merry christmas same to you thank you very much Jillian Cantor is the wife of David and the mother of Joseph, Henry, Annie, Clara, Jane, and Leo. Coming up is Sister Marie Paul Curley with the windows to the soul of feel-good Christmas movies, so stay tuned. Hey, I'm Sarah Kroger, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. You're listening to the Salt and Light Hour 2023 Christmas special. I'm Deacon Pedro. Email me, pedro at slmedia.org. Now it's time for What's Good in Hollywood with our Hollywood undercover missionary, Mark Matthews. Reflecting, Hello, Pedro. Reflecting, always a pleasure to be here. Yes, my friend, always reflecting on the incarnation. Yeah, it has become my annual tradition every Christmas to reflect on the incarnation. It's and it's a good good thing to reflect on at this time of the year. Yes, it is. It's there are unplumbable depths to it, and a hundred different ways you can look at the mystery of the incarnation. So. The unplumbable incarnation. That's, That's the right. title of your book. <laughs> it will be. It will be. It will be. Book. Yes. So so what 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 should we be focusing on? Well, this, so this year. to re recap for our listeners, the incarnation um, is that God became man at a particular time, place, and as a particular person in in history. And so it's that's what the incarnation is. Mm -hmm. And I want to start with uh, a scenario. I'm going to talk about this idea of picking particular times, places, and people. Okay. 
And a common scenario, and maybe you've had this, I don't know, maybe this happens more often in LA than not, but people are like, oh, hey, it was great to see you, man. We should totally get together again sometime. Yeah. And for me, I'll usually be like, oh, great. Yeah. How about the evening of the 27th, 8 p.m. <laughs> while drinks at the Tamil Shanter? Yeah, no, that's not what usually happens. Yeah, no. And, and usually people's faces are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Look, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really actually... mean it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so we kind of <laughs> we kind of live sometime. I, I, I mean, I, you know, there's an argument for social convention. Yeah. But I would also say that, like, we shouldn't just live in a world of intentionality. And I mm. think as, as I've meditated on this over the years, is that I believe we are called to become co-creators with God. And that the same way that God found a way to make his infinite love for us through small, finite means, that we should take our somewhat amorphous feelings, intentions, desires, our love, and turn them into something concrete in the world. Uh -huh. And so maybe in this case, it would have been like, hey, yeah, actually, I do want to move this friendship forward with you. So yeah, let's, you know, let's find another time and place to, to meet. So, yeah. it, and so, so this is, this is simply the message is just to pick times and places and do it in the words of Nike, just do it. <laughs> set a time, set a place, invite people and, and make things happen. Um, it, you know, it's in, sometimes this is called the gift of administration. I don't know if you've ever taken the no. St. Catherine of Siena Institute where they look at your gifts inventory, they would okay. call this ad, administration mm -hmm. and not everyone has the strength. I think it comes naturally for some easier than others. But yet I'd, I would argue that we are all called to exercise this in some way, shape or form. Um, you know, the people are like, hey, we should go, you know, serve the homeless sometime. And mm. people are like, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, no, pick a time and a place and and make things happen. Um, yeah. You know, you hear about it even kind of in relationships, kind of like women are like, I wish you, you know, would just kind of like, you know, suggest something or it, it's sort of like a a gripe sometimes you'll hear yeah 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 like you know just take some initiative here man you know do something yeah yeah that that's passive aggressive also almost but, but <laughs> that's no, true yeah, yeah, yeah that's, sorry that's that's that, a really bad that's example, a whole but... other kind of yeah relationship counseling here um yeah, yeah but i but i i i i know what you mean that to move from intentional intentionally living to concrete living exactly is, is what yeah, you're saying yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Move it into something concrete. Um, and, and, you know, and what I even think is there's even like a Hollywood connection here is I mm -hmm. think of all the incredible logistics that need to happen um, to make a film like it's yeah. on par with a military operation, you know, like, yeah. first of all, you need a script, an actor and a director, you know, then you need cameras, a lights crew, you know, you need people to create power for those lights, yeah, you, need yeah, to, yeah. you know, find a location, it, the list just goes on and on. Um, and, you know, it's one of the reasons that you know, budgets are so high when you want to make a film is all these concrete things that need to happen. Yeah. But yet, if you want to make beautiful art, make a beautiful movie, it's what you have to do. You have to deal with all the nitty gritty, all these little things to make things happen. Yeah, yeah. And you're just making me think that that sometimes it's, if you think of like, let's make a film that can be overwhelming. But if you think, let's just write a script, like start with that one concrete thing. And then the yeah. script leads to the next concrete thing. And, and, but, but we can. Yeah. Well, and even, even that whole thing of writing a script, like that's a really hard thing to do. Yeah, too, I know. You know? Like, I know. I've, like writers, like, I'm, I mean, that, that's a whole other talk. Yes. <laughs> but, but it is yeah. an incarnation talk as well. Exactly. Yeah, it's like to, you're to incarnating take yeah, that idea it. and make it, yeah, bring it to life and give it flesh. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
so I, so my advice is is um you know is use all the means at your disposal like if you if you if you're going to try to event plan, like, you know, learn how to use social media and email mm. and maybe, you know, MailChimp or Google Groups or something like that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it sounds a little ridiculous to be talking about MailChimp in a meditation <laughs> on, the, on Christmas. Yes. But, you know, think about who the OGs of social media were. Those are the yeah. angels announcing Christ's birth to, uh, you know, to the shepherds. Yes, yes, yes. No, MailChimp yeah. is useful. Yeah, useful yeah. tools yeah. to help us incarnate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, so to borrow some words from Catherine Doherty, the founder of Madonna Houses, you know, it, our world is one where things only happen through the nitty gritty details mm. of life. You know, yes. you have to have to embrace them. And I think sometimes we don't want to. We think, oh, that's life. Um, so, so my, my message for today, I would say is turn your intentions into a concrete reality by setting a time, a place and people for things to happen. Uh, love requires that. Yes. Love requires incarnation. So maybe, maybe as a, as a new year's resolution is to, mm. to do that. So next time we, you bump into someone on the street and you say, Hey, yeah, we should get, you know, I actually do this all the time, but you know, texting like, Hey, how's it going? It's been a long time. We should get together. And do I really mean we should get together? And I think that somewhere deep down inside of me, I do mean it. Yeah. But then to actually make it happen, it's more complicated. Um, yeah. So either say it, say, if you don't mean it, don't say it. <laughs> That's right. If you don't mean it, don't say it. <laughs> if you don't mean yeah. it, don't say it. But if you say it, then try to try to make it concrete. try to actually make it happen yeah yeah i like that that's a good and, and uh, don't be passive aggressive in your romantic and don't be passive and, aggressive yeah that'll be and just make things happen just take your beloved out on a date night so. yes no men need concrete directions <laughs> yeah yes yep. yes concrete directives um thank you that's a very good reflection as we uh think about how we can become co co-incarnators with god in the world and as you said love requires it um, little by little every day and and also a good uh, new year's resolution as we yeah start looking at 2024 mark thank you so much thank you so much for incarnating yourself to us <laughs> why well, I, I didn't incarnate myself but i incarnated <laughs> what i said today so. you incarnated yes yes some uh, words perhaps some My words presence here we we set a time and a place to to meet to meet and we've done it and you've given us something that uh, it certainly has taken flesh in my heart. There we go. There we go. What's good in Hollywood with Mark Matthews, our undercover Hollywood missionary with his yearly incarnation reflection. <laughs> you can follow him at HU Missionary. Glory to the Father. Coming up in our second half hour, Windows to the Soul with Sister Marie Paul Curley and a featured conversation with Sarah Kroger and of course more music from her new EP Light Has Come so stay tuned here now is Ave from Sarah Kroger's new Christmas EP Light Has Come Spirit, it rejoices. 
listening to Sarah Kroger with Ave from her new Christmas EP, Light Has Come, on this 2023 Christmas edition of the Saltonite Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. Welcome to the Salt and Light Hour Christmas Edition Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. You can follow me and Salt and Light Media on Instagram, Facebook, and on X. And you can subscribe to this program anywhere you get your podcasts. And also, listen to it on any voice-activated device. Just ask for the Salt and Light Hour Catholic Podcast. And now it's time for... Windows to the Soul with Sister Marie Paul Curley. Sister Marie Paul, welcome back to the Salt and Light Hour. It's good to see you. Merry almost, Merry almost Christmas. <laughs> it's great to be back. And yes, it's very, um, Christmas seems to be very special this year, maybe because Advent was so short. So right. I, it seems like it was more intense. So I'm That's really um, excited about Christmas this year. So yes, and you have, back. you have a list for us today. What do we have? So you know, for I've done many different kinds of best Christmas movies, best Christmas movies about this. And I thought, you know, the, the most frequently made Christmas movies now, at least from what I can see from the various uh, streaming companies and even theater companies, are these feel-good, superficial, dare I say fluffy yeah. Christmas movies, especially if you're talking about what the real meaning of Christmas is, yeah. the celebration of Jesus' birth, the yes. coming of our Savior, the Son of God, um, to save us and to bring us into uh, eternal happiness with God. So I thought, well, you know what, let's talk about those because there is something about these Christmas movies that I think have a very tiny seed of the gospel in them that they can allow us to remember the real meaning of Christmas, at least some of them. Okay, so, so, uh, so you mean, just to clarify, so you, you want to talk about the fluffy films? I do. I want oh. to talk about the fluffy films. Okay, finding <laughs> the real Christmas in the fluffy. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so, so would you agree that there is always some inexplicable magic element in a Christmas film, whether they mm -hmm. say it's Christmas or it suddenly starts to snow right yes. at the moment that the protagonist <laughs> needs and a moment, or maybe it's a Santa figure. There's a lot of Santa figures and Santa is mysteriously able to do things that no human being can do. Yes. Um, sometimes it's an object. Sometimes, you know, I, I think we can all agree there's some kind of magical element in almost all of these superficial I'm just going to call them feel good Christmas yes, movies. Feel good. Yes, of course. Okay. So whether it's a Hallmark romantic comedy or it's a family Amazon Prime or Netflix, you know, whatever it is, there's something um, almost magical, which you could say, could it be a stand in for the miraculous? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously the way it's portrayed, it's not a miracle. It's not an act of God. Mm -hmm. But does it remind us that these protagonists like ourselves are in need of something or someone greater than ourselves, especially when we come up against uh, what is most challenging or our greatest weaknesses mm -hmm. or our huge, a huge obstacle to happiness. And I think that these elements um, of magic can be, can be seen as 
um, a stand-in for the grace that we can receive in our own lives. Mm -hmm. So I had some fun with this because we've been praying, you know, during Advent, the last, the, during the novena before yes. Christmas, we pray with the O antiphons. They're the, right. you know, they're the verse in the, in the Alleluia verse before the gospel. Yes. And what do they talk about as the characteristics of our savior that we're longing for him to come? Uh -huh. They talk about wisdom bringing, yeah. you know, that, that, our savior is going to bring wisdom and knowledge. Um, so often the protagonist will come to a new awareness of what they really want in life or what's really important in life or that their family is more important than the big business or whatever it is. Right. Um, uh, they also talk about one of the O antiphons talks about uh, the Christ as being the giver of the law, the one who brings justice and order. Now I'm thinking of those films, especially those family films or those romantic comedies where there's a, a comedic villain. Um, and don't they usually get their just desserts? Um, yes. Usually the, uh, they always. get, they get, yes, they get punished or they get brought to see, they convert. Um, uh -huh. So it's not just the protagonists that receive justice and order in their lives, but also the villains. And then we've got the key of David as an image of freeing prisoners. And aren't we all prisoners uh -huh. of our misplaced desires? We've got the radiant dawn um, that shines on us, the light of the face of God shining on us that uh, brings joy and peace and wisdom, I don't know, light shining on us. When I think about the glory of God shining on us, it just mm. seems to bring all these characteristics of our Savior together for us. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and above all, Emmanuel, God with us, that we are not alone, that there is someone, our Savior, who is on our side, who's coming to save us, who is saving us in our current day. So all these mistaken people in these Christmas movies or star-crossed lovers, uh, they they all receive a little bit of some of these elements. Uh, they also usually gain a, a real connection with others, which is, of course, one of the most um, profound mysteries of the incarnation that our mm. Savior would take on our very human nature in order to connect with us yeah, in communion. the most deep way possible. Yeah. So I think these so-called Christmas, this Christmas magic, could we see them even as we watch them and enjoy it and laugh at the silliness of them? Can we think of them also as maybe allusions to grace that could happen in our own lives, that God is present with us, that he wants to give us he wants to bless us, mm -hmm. not just at Christmas, but all year, every any time we need anything. And even times when we don't think we need anything, God is, we need a God, whether we acknowledge it or not. So we can recognize God's grace in our own lives. And we can also maybe be encouraged by these superficial, feel-good Christmas yeah. movies to ask God for the graces that we most need and that our families most need and really trust that he is going to fulfill those desires for us, but perhaps in unexpected ways. And if the movie is well-written, then that unexpectedness <laughs> um, yeah. actually does happen in the movie, which it very much, at least in my life, God often answers my prayers in unexpected ways. So, um, Hmm. That's my take. I mean, and we could I, we could talk I, about different movies, but I think it works. I mean, I recently saw The Candy Cane Lane by with Amazon Prime with okay. Eddie Murphy. It's 
not the greatest family movie. It had a good laugh. It does take Jesus' name in vain once, which I was really disappointed at. Hmm. But it's the villain that does it. So, yeah. uh, you know, it wasn't right. But it has some very redeeming qualities to it. The mm -hmm. Christmas train, which is just the train is magic. And that's okay. got th this all-star cast. We've got, you know, uh, Your Christmas or Mine, Amazon Prime, which is a delightful little film, which has... Yeah, some things that I'm not too fond of, but it's also a beautiful film about connection. And all of these, oh, and then my favorite feel-good Christmas movie, I think, um, that's recent is Angels in the Snow, um, which has, which really does have a direct allusion to angels in it. Um, and you know what, I have to say, even your favorite Christmas film, Deacon Pedro, has a little bit of this in it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And 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 in fact, my favorite, not just Christmas film, but film, It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life. You could argue that it's not a Christmas movie because it's not. That's it's true. A, it is a feel good movie. Um, maybe maybe the first one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's one of the first movies that follows this pattern. Yeah, um, it's possible. And, yeah, exactly. And it probably wasn't intended to be a Christmas no, movie. No, I don't but... think so. The way they show it every year and the fact that it takes place at Christmas. Um, yeah, and winter and absolutely. But I, I really like this idea because I do like the O antiphons, O wisdom, O justice. Um, and, and you're right. And you could probably argue that any good film does that because films are about redemption, about characters finding wisdom or finding, you know, justice being served. Um freedom for prisoners. I mean, that's what movies are about people in darkness who find light. Yes. Um, and, yes. and, and I would say that that all reflects our desire for God, really. I mean, you and I know that yes. um, maybe every filmmaker doesn't know that, or every stor storyteller doesn't know that, but they know that they long for something greater. I mean, that's, that's what Harry Potter and superheroes and that's what all those Absolutely. films are about. Absolutely. Really, the, need of, right? the our need for God is it's the written in our DNA. Yeah. DNA. Yeah. We there is no we're way drawn that we to the cannot... light. Yeah. 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 Okay. I I like this very much. How to how to how to watch fluffy Christmas movies um <laughs> thinking about the O antiphons. Uh, <laughs> like I don't think anybody has done that before. Um so so here's a good suggestion as as people go and watch because there are just way too many um, superficial feel good Christmas movies out there. Um, we're not saying don't watch them, but watch them and find these moments, these these elements and in particular the O antiphons. I like that very much. Um, and in the process, have a very blessed Christmas and enjoy yes. the movies, you know, and enjoy, enjoy the movies. Absolutely. Enjoy the movies. <laughs> OK, very good. Merry Christmas, sister, and uh, we'll see you in the new year. That's right. Merry Christmas to y'all. God bless. Sister Marie Paul Curley is with the Congregation of the Daughters of St. Paul. You can read her blog at windowstothesoul.wordpress.com. Here now is Sarah Kroger with Silent Night from her new Christmas EP, Light Has Come. Silent night,
Pedro, this is our 2023 Christmas edition of the Saltonite Hour, and that was Sarah Kroger with Silent Night from her new Christmas EP, Light Has Come. I'm sure that Sarah Kroger needs no introduction. She has been on this program several times, and since we met her 10 years ago, she has become one of the most popular and sought-after Catholic worship leaders in the English-speaking world. Last we heard from Sarah, she told us about a new collective she is part of, Village Lights, with Ike Ndolo and Ricky Vasquez. As a solo artist, Sarah has released five albums and now has a new Christmas EP, Christmas Lights, which we've been listening to. It is a great pleasure to welcome Sarah back to the Saltonite Hour and to spend a little bit of our Christmas with her. Sarah, Yay. welcome back to the program. It's so good to be with you. <laughs> It's so good to be back with you. So I, I, you can tell me that I'm wrong, but is it true that a lot of artists like you, like it's kind of like like a, a feather in their in their what's the expression? A feather in your bonnet, feather a feather in, in the cap. cap that that yeah. you have to record a Christmas album <laughs> at some point I in your mean, career. I mean, I think it's it's definitely a common thing, right? But for me, it was always a dream because this is my favorite time of year and. I yeah. love Christmas music. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I guess it is kind of a feather in your cap kind of thing for your career. But I just I'm my hope is that uh, my dream with this project is that I just get to keep adding songs to it every year <laughs> and it just continues to grow. 
Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Year after year. Yeah. That's my dream is to just keep releasing Christmas music literally every year. <laughs> every year. Every year, a new Christmas song by Sarah Crow. Yeah. Okay. Why so then, not? no, no, that's true. And some of those songs, I mean, there are four tracks right now. Yeah. One of them is a, a, a can I say it, like a Christmas a favorite classic? Um, yes. But three are originals. So I want to ask yeah. you about that sort of how do you, I guess, part of the the feather in the cap is to record like that that classic song that you grew up with that you love yeah and and i want to know about that but then i also want to ask you about the how do you write christmas music so let's talk about have yourself a merry little christmas first yeah why yeah. i mean if all the classics that you could have done and we were just talking about white christmas that you didn't do white yeah. christmas um, I know. and it's not uh, it's not a religious christmas song tell us about yeah. have yourself a merry little christmas you know, I don't even know what it is about that song. I just have always loved it yeah. um, since I was a kid. And the Judy Garland version of it, when yeah. you listen to it, it's kind of sad. Um, and I've I've actually never seen yeah, that movie it that yeah. it comes from, but I've been told that it comes in a sad scene in the movie. But I think that's kind of like what I love about Christmas music in general is it's mm. a mix of both it's kind of holding the tension of like sometimes christmas comes to us in seasons when we're really mm. really happy and joyful in life and everything's going well and sometimes it comes when we're not doing well and like holding the tension of that and being able to recognize that just because it's the holidays doesn't mean that we have to be joyful and all mm. all is well in the world you know that that it is complicated but like that's the beauty of the Christmas story and the the incarnation of Christ is that he meets us in the midst of it all. And at Christmas time, we celebrate that. And that's the hope of this season is that despite what might be going wrong or uh, what's going right, like Christ meets us in the middle of that. And so I don't know, there's just something like there's a weightiness to me. Some Christmas music is, you know, like uh, jolly old St. Nicholas and all that kind of stuff, but yeah. rocking around the Christmas tree and some right. of it's totally joy filled. But but there's also this, I don't know, this like angstiness in Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas that I've always been drawn to. And um, and so that's my hope with, yeah, with that, this yeah. album. I mean, we definitely did it in a joyful way on this project, but I just love that about Christmas music in general is that it does kind of serve both. Yeah, I, and, uh, yeah. I, I, I see that. And I, I, and I think that if I can put words in your mouth, I think what you're saying is that, I mean, joy, joy is a, is a, is a more profound feeling. Maybe it's not even a feeling. It's just like a state of being yeah. that we, we can yeah. have joy, even though there might be sadness or loss or, yeah. or, or, or despair or, you know, uh, other, other, other things happening in our lives, exactly. as you said, that, that it, it does not discriminate whether it's Christmas or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Christmas comes to meet us as we are. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Know? And Christ comes to meet uh, us as we are. That's true. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. But, but that song in particular, I just have always loved it and, and just wanted to do my own version of it. Yeah, and I really love, yeah. I really love how it turned out. I've always wanted to be like, kind of do these jazzy Nora Jonesy kinds of songs on the side. So that kind of yeah, scratched it is, that itch it is for very me. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. So then how do you go about writing your own Christmas song? Yeah. Yeah. Christmas is honestly one of my favorite, like, uh, I guess you can't really call it a genre of music. Right. But it's, mm. it's kind of my favorite style or, or like 
um, theme to draw from because um, yeah. the story is so beautiful and hope filled. And mm-hmm. um, like I, you know, like I was just talking about just the, the juxtaposition of this season and the juxtaposition of life and kind of living life, you know, in, in good times and in bad. And, um, and the fact that Jesus meets us in the midst of that. And so I, I don't know, there's just such a hope to this season in general to me. And so, um, when it comes to writing songs, it's kind of easy to be inspired, at least for me as a songwriter, it's easy to mm-hmm. kind of sit with those things and try to come up with different, um, perspectives on it and different angles of the same story and, um, and telling, different sides of it, you know, within a song. And so I love writing Christmas songs. Um, every time I go into a, a, a song, like a co-writing situation, I'm like, Oh, we're going to write a Christmas song today. Almost every oh, time that funny. people are like, yeah, let's do it. I'm so excited. You know, well, in a it's way, just something a little different. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah it's I mean, in, in a way, may, you could probably say that maybe some of the original Christian songs are Christmas songs. Like a exactly. Christmas song is a Christian song. And I have to correct myself. Yeah. I, I I made a mistake. I said that three of these are originals, but no, Silent Night is not an, an original. No, um, no, no, no. Silent Night was <laughs> written by somebody not Sarah Kroger. Um, yeah. But but that's also yeah. a beautiful classic one that I think a lot of people would think like I have to have Silent Night on my album. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's such a special song. And, um, and that's the thing too, like, with Christmas songs, you know, they've been around. This is something I've been thinking about a lot as we've been doing our Christmas tour. We just finished um, 12 mm. dates in the U.S. And every night I've been singing these same songs that I've grown up singing my whole life. And one of the things I've been thinking about is just how, you know, we can become so familiar with the Christmas story and mm. so familiar with all these Christmas songs and how that can kind of take away from the wonder that is this season and the wonder that is Christ's incarnation, like him becoming man, mm-hmm. and how, how beautiful and um, marvelous that is and what a gift it is. And like my prayer in this season has been, God, would you make it new for me? Would you make it new? And that was the whole goal with doing silent night is to do a new arrangement of it in a way that maybe makes people take a second look at the song and makes it new for people. You know, that was the dream. Yeah. And I think, I think you were able to do that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's such a great song. Um, uh, And you, you were saying something earlier about um, looking at the Christmas story from different, coming at it from different angles. And, and I, again, I, I hadn't thought of it until I heard you say it, but in, in hearing the songs, particularly Ave, like I'm listening mm. to Ave and it's such a great title for, for a song, but it's like, it starts with like my soul proclaims. And yeah. I think I had heard the song maybe three or four times before I actually paid attention to that first line. And I thought, wait, that's the Magnificat. Yeah. And, <laughs> and how, how often, I mean, not, I, I think that it's not often that we think of the Magnificat as part of that Christmas story, but, but it is. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's, it's crazy. Um, I agree. I, you know, it's so interesting. I wrote that song with um, a friend of mine, Matt Marr, you know, Matt Marr. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. And he, he and I were, you know, getting together for a co-write. And I was like, I've always wanted to write a song based on the Magnificat prayer. Mm. And he was like, oh, I, I have a chorus idea. And he showed me this song that he had started writing with this other writer, Nick Herbert, um, based on the Magnificat. And as we were writing it, I just kept thinking to myself, this 
this feels like a Christmas song to me. Like, Ooh. I know it's not necessarily a Christmas song, but you're so right. It's the same. It is a part of the Christmas story. She prayed that prayer after finding out that she was pregnant with Jesus. Like she declared yeah. this like proclamation of the faithfulness and the glory of God in this time when she was probably dealing with a lot of, you know, doubts and questions <laughs> yes. and like, what is going on? What is going to happen? And yet she proclaims this beautiful prayer while she is pregnant with Jesus. And so it's just like such a beautiful reminder that that prayer is a part of the Christmas story. And um, as soon as we finished it, I was like, this has got to go on this a Christmas, a Christmas album. I know. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's wonderful that you didn't even set out or, no. or thought of it as a Christmas song. Um, no. And it's a prayer that the church prays every day as part of our evening prayer yeah. every day, every day, the Magnificat. Um, in the little time that we have, I, I have a similar comment to, to light has come. Mm. Because of the your your Alleluia and Gloria, that I always think yeah. like it's so clever to find a refrain that is yeah. you know, and doesn't matter what language you speak, you can sing Alleluia and you can sing Gloria, and sometimes mm. that's all we need to do is just say those two words or one of those two Amen. words, and that's that's that. that's it right there, Alleluia, Gloria. Um, what was your thinking about Light Has Come and why give the whole EP that title? Mm. You know, Light Has Come was actually the first Christmas song that I wrote uh -huh. um, a couple of years ago, and it started me on this whole Christmas EP journey. And yeah. um, the whole idea around it was that we're not waiting for the light to come, right? We're not, mm. I mean, of course, we're waiting for the second coming, but yeah. that the light has come and he will never leave. And the darkness of this world can never extinguish mm. the light of Jesus and that is so hope filling to me, especially in these days when it feels like the world is on the brink of falling apart every day, you know, um, yeah. to remind myself that the light has come and he will never leave. And so that really was why we uh, wrote that song. And it was just kind of like, this is this is the hope of the Christmas story. This is the truth of the Christmas story mm -hmm. and why it matters today, right now in our life is that that's the truth that the light has come, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's what we wanted to center it all around. And that's what we entitled my Christmas uh, tour is the light oh, has yeah. come Christmas the tour and come. it's this whole thing. So that's that's really yeah, what it's all about for me. That, that it is, you're right. That's the, that's the Christmas story. The light has come and we don't have to walk in darkness anymore. Um, exactly and that makes us sing hallelujah and gloria amen. <laughs> amen amen sarah sarah it's been so good connecting with you and uh i know you're busy um but uh so good to hear from you and and I'm always excited to have new music i know that you're yeah. working on a new album and so that's a good excuse to maybe bring you back on the show next year so so we'll yeah. leave we'll leave that as a little teaser for for uh for our listeners uh, to look forward it. to look forward to Sarah Kroger in next 2024, the new yeah. album. Um, we're going to end the show with uh, the title track "Light Has Come." So thank you for explaining that a little bit to us, yeah. and uh, and for for everything that you're doing. And have a merry Christmas. You're welcome. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks for listening in. All right, bye bye. You can learn more about Sarah Kroger and get her music, including her new album "Light Has Come." at sarahkroger.com. Here now to take us out is Sarah Kroger with the title track of her new album, Light Has Come. What a wonder God is moving 
We're listening to Sarah Kroger with Light Has Come from her new Christmas EP of the same name. And that will take us to the end of the program. Today, I was joined by Jillian Cantor, Mark Matthews, and Sister Marie Paul Curley. The Salt and Light Hour is a ministry of Salt and Light Catholic Media Foundation. You can learn all about us and all we do and support our ministry at slmedia.org. Thank you for being with us today. Be sure to tune in next week for our end-of-year special featuring new Catholic contemporary songs of 2023. Alleluia, Gloria. God is with us. Behold his Son. Dawn of glory, light has come. Yes, light has come. Don't ever forget that. Jesus Christ is the one true light. We don't have to walk in darkness anymore. May he be your light and shine in your darkness, not just now, but always. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this has been our 2023 Salt and Light Hour Christmas special, Light Has Come. Merry Christmas.